John chapter 13 and verse 34, the New King James Version. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. As I have loved you that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Father, we love you, we praise you, we glorify you, and we bless you. We thank you for your blessed, holy, written word. We thank you for the truth of your word that makes people free. We thank you for the anointing upon that word. We believe you today for ears to hear, hearts to receive, and minds to be open to the glorious light of that word. We believe you as a group and stand in agreement for utterance in the Holy Spirit to proclaim the truth of your word that makes people free. We thank you, Father, that we're set apart by that truth, that your word is truth. Thank you. We thank you for your love poured out in our hearts by your Holy Spirit. We honor you today. We praise you. We bless you. We thank you. We thank you that we need no man to teach us. We're taught by the Holy Spirit who lives within us as believers. We thank you, Father, that our preaching, teaching, witnessing, and ministering isn't with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power. So our faith doesn't stand in man's wisdom, but in your power, the power of the living God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, leading us and guiding us to all truth, teaching us all things, and bringing those things to our remembrance whatsoever we've heard, and showing us things to come. We thank you that he is our counselor, comforter, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, Standby, helper, teacher, and guide. We honor you today, Father. We thank you again for your word and for your love that you show us through your word. And in all ways, we honor you and bless you and we thank you. We believe we receive, according to Mark eleven twenty-four, revelation, heart knowledge of that word for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we want to talk today about walking in love, and just a, a couple years ago, the Lord spoke to my heart, not in an audible voice, of course, but He spoke to my heart and let me know that I hadn't been giving enough attention, teaching, uh, studying myself on, on uh, two areas, uh, one of which was the blood, the blood of Jesus, and the other was uh, love. A subject of love, and as far as the blood of Jesus was concerned, you know, I got all the books I could, and a lot of good authors wrote a lot of good books on it, and we read those, some of them two or three times, and uh, studied it out in the Word, found out that we weren't uh, looking at it the way we should have. I, you know, I always consider myself a stickler for the Word, like Brother Hagin used to say, but you know, I didn't see anything in the Word about pleading the blood, and I heard people plead the blood all the time, and I thought, well, they're, you know, they're just unscriptural with that. But really, if you, unless you study it out, you don't know. I found out when I was reading Brother uh, Mark Hankin's book um, about the blood, the bloodline of a champion, he, he talked about how he did the same thing, so I didn't feel so bad. He, he went to his mom and told her she always used to plead the blood. Sling blood, he, he calls it. Plead the blood all the time. And he went to her and told her after his first uh, year in college or first semester or sometime that her, um, 
you know, her theology was a little bit off. She said, my theology is okay. She said, I, you know, you're in a Bible school and your brother is, is uh, going into the ministry, so don't, don't question my theology. So he understood that uh, he needed to study it too. So, we, you know, we studied that out. We also studied about divine love. You know, I always looked at that as a subject where it was kind of automatic, that people, when they were born again, they, you know, they learned how to walk in love, and it, you know, came upon them. But that's, that's not the truth. Um, it's something that we have to put forth an effort for. Jesus said, a new commandment, I give you that you love one another. Uh, we can choose, but he didn't give us a choice. We can choose to follow that commandment or uh, not to, but it, it is a commandment, a new commandment. He gave us a commandment that would cover all the other ten from the Old Testament. You know, and I, I like the way Brother Egan says it. He said, if I, if I walk in love, I'm not going to steal from you. If I walk in love, I'm not going to lie about you. If I walk in love, I'm not going to uh, you know, covet your property or your spouse or whatever. So, you know, the, these, uh, these ten are covered by the new commandment that Jesus gave us. So, you know, he gave us that commandment, but, you know, we have to do some things to follow up on it, to follow through with it. Ephesians chapter 5 gives us a, a, a good starting point, I guess we could say. If we want to learn to walk in love little more strongly. Verse 1, the New King James translation says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, excuse me, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Now, the, the King James translation says, be followers of God as dear children. Of course, being a follower, we, we're Christians, we're automatically followers of God. But here, it goes a little deeper, it says, be the imitators. Imitators of God. Imitate God in anything we do. As dear children. Children imitate their parents. You know, they, they do and say the things that their parents do and say. I've told you some things that I used to do, that my dad did, that uh, he didn't want me to do. I won't go into all those again, but, you know, it, it happens to all of us. As children, we imitate our parents. We need to be imitators of God as dear children. And he says how to do it. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself, has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. It, that parallels the figure of the Old Testament sacrifices offered in worship, sweet-smelling aromas. So, you know, imitating God has to include walking in love. So we imitate God, we walk in love as Christ loved us. But how can we do all this? You know, we live in a rough world. You know, probably no rougher than, you know, a thousand years ago, but it seems that way seems like things are rounding up and heading to an end, but, you know, we don't know, nobody knows but the Father. 
If you look in Romans chapter 5, in verse 1, we can see something here. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are justified by faith. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Oh boy. You know, we don't like that. But it says we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance or endurance. You know, and James says the same thing. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out. The King James says, shed abroad. We don't talk uh, about shed abroad nowadays, but we understand poured out. Poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The Holy Spirit brings the love of God to our hearts. When we're born again, we have a measure of the Holy Spirit. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're filled to overflowing. Just like you have a part of a glass of water, uh, or you can have a full glass. But you have a measure of the Holy Spirit when you're born again into the family of God. Praise God. So hope doesn't disappoint because the love of God is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Given to us when we were born again. Given to us with a full measure if we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Now that word love, uh, I'd say 90% of the time in the New Testament, not 100%, but 90% is, is the word agape or agapeo. Agapeo is 25 in the Strong's. Uh, agape is 26. A word, uh, and agape of course is the noun, agapeo is the verb. A word to which Christianity gave new meaning. Outside of the New Testament, it rarely occurs in existing Greek manuscripts of the period. Agape denotes an undefeatable benevolence. Undefeatable benevolence. An unconquerable goodwill that always seeks the highest good of the other person. No matter what he does. Think about that one. Do we always do that? It is the self-giving love that gives freely without asking anything in return and does not consider the worth of its object. Agape is more loved by choice than philos, which is the other word that's used more than, than any other in the uh, Greek manuscript, in the, in the Strong's especially. Philos, which is like, you know, brotherly love, like Phil city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Philos, which is loved by chance. And it refers to the will rather than the emotion. Agape describes the unconditional love God has for the world. You know, and we, you know, we see that uh, in John 3.16, don't we? We, you know, we learn that when we're kids, but you know, we don't understand it maybe for a while. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him, trusts in him, relies on him and clings to him, won't perish, but have eternal life. And everybody has eternal life, but not with Jesus. So, praise God. Agape love. Jesus valued that love. 
He valued the love that the Father has for us. You know, he wouldn't have given us John 3.16 if he didn't value that love. But look at John chapter 17. This is something we look at occasionally. And again today, in verse 20, this is the Lord's Prayer as we know it. Jesus' great prayer in John 17 from all, all 26 verses, basically. First, first part is him praying for himself. Through verse 5, then 6 through 19, him praying for his current disciples. Then in verse 20, he begins to pray for all believers. So uh, he, he shows the value that the Father has for us and the love that the Father has for us. In verse 20, he says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's us. He's not praying for only for his current disciples, but for all those who believe in him through their word. And we understand that when we know Romans 10, 9 and 10, Romans 10, 13. You know, we call upon the name of the Lord. Um, we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart, God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. For the heart man believes unto righteousness with the mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. So, uh, he goes on to say in verse 21, they'll all, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I and them and you and me, that they may be made perfect or complete in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. He loves us as much as he loved Jesus. Or as much as he loves Jesus. Let's put it that way. So Jesus valued the love that the Father has for us. He mentions it all the time. We have to imitate him and dwell in him. First John chapter 4. You probably knew that we'd get to this eventually. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 12. The heading in my Bible says, Seeing God through love. Seeing God through love. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Verse 17, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. What did Jesus say in John 17? You know, he loves us as much as he loves him. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18, there's no fear in love. But perfect love 
Complete, mature love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Praise God. We love him because he first loved us, is verse 19. The key that we need to see here is verse 16, one, what, the main thing. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. That word uh, abides is the same word as dwell. The, the uh, King James says dwelleth. It's 3306 meno in the Greek. To stay in a given state, place, or relation, or expectancy. To stay in a given state, place, relation, or expectancy. We need to stay in expectancy, stay in relationship with Jesus, stay in that given state. Praise God. We need to abide in Him, dwell in Him, stay in Him. To stand, tarry, endure, remain. Remain. Thank God. You know, he, He's told us to do it. We can do it. To stay in that state. It gets hard for some people. I've never had as much problem with staying uh, and abiding in Him as I've had just with uh, getting along maybe with walking in love with people. Because they rub you the wrong way. People are people. They're humans. Part humans. You know, they have minds and bodies, but they are spirit beings, but right now we're part human. So, thank God we're going to get out of that, but, you know, it's not yet. We're still in it. Look back a page or so if you have a, you know, the old-fashioned Bible. Or just go back to 1 John 3 if you're uh, doing it with your phone or watch or tablet or whatever. Excuse me. First John 3. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. He calls us children, friends, we're his servants. What manner of love has he bestowed on us? We should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because it didn't know him. Beloved, now we're children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. You know, none of us knows exactly, uh, you know, unless you've been there and visited, you know, what heaven is exactly like. We, we have a, a great idea. We can read about it, study about it, hear what people have said about it, but... Uh, You know, we're, we're going to see what he, you know, be, it, it, we'll be like him. We'll see him as he is. See the Father as he is. We want to know what the Father's like. We look at Jesus here on this earth. So how can we walk this out? How can we live this out in these physical bodies that we live in? And, and with these, you know, these finite minds. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to be reading 
from the Amplified Classic translation on this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4. One of the things that we studied when we were studying about love was Brother Hagin's teaching on, he has a book and of course several uh, uh, live teachings on uh, love, the way to victory. And talking about how he walked in love all of his life. Now we should too. But one thing he says that we ought to do if we haven't been successful in walking in love, he says that anyway, even if you have, you ought to do it anyway. It'll change your life. But one of the things he says is to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, at least the first part of verse 8, every day for 30 days. And he said, you'll probably want to continue doing it every day after that, even as a devotional. But he said, it'll change your life. You, you understand what love is. And it starts out in verse 4, chapter 13, 1 Corinthians, in the Amplified Classic translation, love endures law and is patient and kind. You know, that stops some of us right there. It endures long. It, it puts up with things for a long time and is patient and kind. You might put up with things, but it's hard to be patient and kind all the time. Love is never envious nor boils over with jealousy. You know, that one's not hard. If you love someone, you're happy for them. But, it, you know, people don't do it. Boiling over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. Vainglorious means uh, self-conceit. Means empty glorifying, empty glory. It's not vainglorious. Does not display itself haughtily. Verse 5, it's not conceited arrogant and inflated with pride. It's not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, and remember, these are all agape, that, you know, throughout this whole opening in the King James, it's, the King James actually says charity. It doesn't say love. The New King James and most other translations say love. But here, it says love, God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Oh my gosh. Imagine that. Imagine even Christians not insisting upon their own rights or their own way. People, I can, I can hear people, I, well, I have my rights, you know, and, and you know, I, I want to do it my way. You know, we're not Frank Sinatra. We don't need to do it our way. Love God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Remember, these four verses here are talking about, or five verses, talking about, you know, imitating God, being doers of the word, not hearers only. Uh, continuing with verse five, for it is not self-seeking. Love is not self-seeking. It's not touchy or fretful or resentful. touchy. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Oh my gosh. Can anyone live that way? 
Well, apparently they can because we're instructed to. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Praise God. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. And it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. Praise God. You know, if, if we just read those every day, and I, I'd suggest, you know, if, if you can, read them out loud. If you're not disturbing someone, if not, read them to yourself. But, or print it out of the Amplified Classic Translation. The other translations are just as good, but, you know, this amplifies it. Read it every day for a month. It'll change your life. It will. And you'll want to continue reading it every day thereafter. Praise God. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing to understand and know what love is. And understand and know, are we ourselves... Uh, being doers of the word. Are we ourselves doing what we're instructed to do? We think we are at times, but there's so much more. Look at 1 John chapter 5, and we'll close with this. I could have told you to hold your finger in there, but, you know, people that read Bibles can get, you know, paper Bibles can get to it fast anyway, so praise God. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him who is begotten of him. By this, we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. His commandments are not burdensome. What are they? Well, we saw John 13, 34, 35. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith, or your faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? And remember that word, believes. It's not, well, I believe in God, so I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. That's not it. It means believes in, trusts in, relies on, and clings to. That's why demons believe and tremble. They don't believe in, trust in, rely on, and cling to. They believe in Jesus, believe me. But not the way we believe. They're not going to be in heaven with us. They're not going to be uh, in a place of uh, eternal bliss. They're going to be in, in the lake, the second death. Praise God. Jesus' new commandment. We love one another as he loved us. That's how we know that we're his followers. That's paraphrased, but that's what it says. You've got a choice to do that, but he made it a commandment. He said, a new commandment. And we see... How we can do it. You know, he's given us ways to do it. And to walk it out on this earth. And to live in that agape love. Praise God. That will carry us through. 
Love is the way to victory. Praise God. Father, we love you. We praise you and we thank you. We thank you as always for your blessed holy word. We thank you that we're complete in your word, knowing who we are in Christ. Thank you. Thank you, dear Father, for your love poured out in our hearts by your Holy Spirit. And we'll act on that love and walk in it on a daily basis. Thank you for your love. We honor you and we praise you and bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. If you're out there listening on the blog or watching on Facebook Live, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, it would be hard for you to understand what agape love is. God's unconditional love. Uh, he loves you. For God so loved the world, the world, you're part of the world whether you're born again or not. Uh, he loves you. He has compassion for you. He wants you in his kingdom. Not, not serving the devil in hell. You know, my pastor in Pennsylvania told me one, told us one time, and he gave this testimony, they had gone to a funeral and uh, met an elderly lady there who was in her 80s, was talking with her, and he asked her if she was a Christian, uh, if she was born again. She said, no, I'm going to hell and play strip poker with the devil. Now, isn't that a wonderful thing? If you can live 80-some years on this earth and not... Know the love of God. You know, I'd say she's had a rough life if that's all she thinks about the Christian walk. Friends, if you're out there and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you're not going to go to hell and have any kind of games. It's not a game. It's not strip poker with the devil. You're not going to see your friends there that aren't Christians. You know, it's going to be a lonely and ugly place. And we don't get born again just to uh, avoid hell. That's the main thing, but it also gives us a life here upon this earth, a more abundant life. Praise God. You know, if that's you, pray the prayer we're going to pray with us. Come into the kingdom. You know, I've already told you Romans 10, 9, and 10 say, we've got to confess it with our mouth, believe it in our heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead will be saved. Romans 10, 13 says, all those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus said in John 6, 37, if they come, I won't turn them away. I won't cast them out. So come to him today. Don't wait another minute, not another second. We're going to pray right now. Pray with us. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, just as I am. Jesus said in your word, if I come, you won't turn me away. Jesus, come into my heart now as my Savior and I make you the Lord of my life. I repent of all my past sins and I thank you for forgiving me for them in Jesus' name. Father, I believe you raised Jesus from the dead and I speak it with my mouth. I call upon the name of the Lord. So I'm saved, born again, born from above. Thank you, Father. I'm now your child. In Jesus' name. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing. And I'll speak with other tongues as the Spirit 
gives me utterance. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you for filling me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or prayed to come back to the Lord or to be filled with the Holy Spirit, get to a good church. A word-believing, word-teaching, word-living, word-doing church that acts on the word. Sit under teaching where uh, somebody's teaching the full gospel, the unadulterated word of truth. And if you get on TV, watch TV, or uh, on the internet, or, uh, you know, Roku, YouTube, all the other places, Listen to people who are teaching the full gospel. Get into a good daily devotional and stay in the Word. Keep the Word before your eyes. Praise God. Thanks for joining us. Have a blessed rest of the weekend and a wonderful week.